Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. This is Stan Wangland, and you are here with one half of the people under the stairs. Thank you for joining us this evening for kind of a very fascinating show. And my lovely co-host, Paul James Caden, is with us and will join us in a second for this fascinating show. And I'm being serious. Tonight, um, it's gonna. We're gonna call it the Xmas Files. You got that? The Xmas Files: Paranormal Happenings Over the Holidays or During the Holidays. You know, some things you want to do, some things you don't want to do. Some information about that. Pretty fascinating subject. What do you think, Paul? Are you there? What do you think about the Xmas Files? I love the Xmas files. I got a lot to say about this topic. If people want to go out there and, and search for their own paranormal activity or read some interesting books, they say this time of year, once we start hitting around that mid November mark, a lot of uh, different paranormal activity and UFO activity picks up in the mm-hmm. world. So very interesting mm-hmm. stuff. I've always been fascinated by it. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw something from uh, some some people that are close to, to us, Paul. Just coincidentally, uh, trying to look up some stuff on paranormal things, and uh, there's I guess a, a thing called the pa- the Pennsylvania Paranormal Association, and mm-hmm. the director of that is a guy called Mark Keys. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, and uh, you know this guy's a retired police detective, and uh, you know. He says the police and other people, you know, find so many of these incidents start to increase during this time of the year. Uh, you know, he has written, you know, some articles on that and, you know, certainly brings it up and and, and people refer to it uh, quite a bit. He claims that the ghostly activities or these paranormal activities um, seem to increase during the changes in the lunar cycle during this period and the changing seasons. And it right. starts to, to pick up around September and goes through like December-ish, you know, and, and he has all kinds of, uh, you know, opinions on that. And, uh, you know, I'll maybe check into some of that later on. But what are your what are your findings on the Xmas files? What do you, you know, what you know, what do you feel that uh, is something that the uh, listeners would want to really know about this holiday time and the paranormal? Well, we got a lot ranging from the uh, the paranormal to the UFOs to the more sacred and holy with uh, angel encounters and this sort of thing. But to start it off, uh, yeah, usually, as I was saying, around mid-November, mm-hmm. there's really 
an uptick in UFO activity. They seem to be like everywhere. If mm-hmm. you watch, if you watch videos on YouTube or read things online, uh, just like you said, you know, mm-hmm. usually want that September, October. And uh, sometimes it, uh, it kind of comes to a close in December, January. Sometimes it runs uh, till maybe February, March. But it's definitely a time where people say they've seen a lot of strange lights in the sky. UFO activity picks up. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, time of the year for those people that believe in the ancient alien uh, you know, theory. Because mm-hmm. they believe that the, the star of Bethlehem that led the wise men or the magi to the birthplace of Christ was not a star or a comet, but rather mm-hmm. a kind of craft that was under intelligent uh, you know, uh, intelligent design and people, you know, piloting it as they say, you know, how else would a star stop above the manger? So, yep. Hey, yeah. If you want to go out there and possibly see uh, your own star of Bethlehem or any kind of, you know, peculiar lights in the sky, uh, you know, get your camera, your camcorder, your night lens and, uh, mm-hmm. watch the sky because people pick up things all the time. Uh, like I said, the articles, the videos, even things in the news will really start escalating once we start hitting that mid-November point generally. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've seen is that uh, some people say that uh, this um, this increase during that this period has to do with a lot of different uh, elements, particularly planetary elements, that uh, elements within the solar system, the moon, the sun, and uh, they say that it's a time when most spiritual people and, uh, you know, that I would consider you one, Paul, will say that the veil between our world and the spiritual world is a lot thinner, whatever that means. And they can communicate better. Now, have you I, do, I, I have heard of that. And I do believe, you know, at least for me, that that's true, because ever since I was a child before I understood any of this, but I had a belief in God, higher power, you know, mm-hmm. that was around me. I always felt this time of year that I was very close or it was very close to me. And I've had my own fair share of uh, very peculiar and paranormal uh, experiences, you know, during, you know, this particular season or the holiday season, as we've uh, mentioned before on some of the podcasts, you know, that I had my my own uh, angel experience, which happened on November 15th, 1979. Mm-hmm. And oddly, it ran through December. But then after just after Christmas, it uh, it was it was kind of over with. And maybe that's something we'll we'll talk uh, we'll talk about on the show sometime. But that was also uh, something that was accompanied by lights in the sky. And I didn't I didn't really know anything about UFOs or Martians mm-hmm. or aliens or anything like that but i've always found that very very interesting and i and i do feel that this is a time of year where those higher powers or spiritual energies draw much closer to us and much closer to the earth now you know one of the funny things that i found that i had no idea because you know that my uh probably my it might be my first but definitely the first or second favorite book of all time I love Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol. Yes. I love it. And uh, it's it's just, I say this every chance I get, it's just a wonderful ghost story. It's a wonderful, uh, charming story on life. It's a marvelous spiritual story. It's a story that's a guide for life uh, on redemption and, uh, you know, what it means to have a second chance uh, and the choices that we make, all that kind of good stuff. But one of the things that I did not realize, I was just looking at some stuff about the holidays, and they mentioned Dickens, is that it used to be a custom during Christmas, uh, you know, right around Dickens' time, and and even after that, into the early part of the uh, 20th century, but uh, in all the periods before that, telling ghost stories was like the thing to do around the Christmas uh, time of the year. Did you know that, Paul? I actually did. And the way that I found this out was years ago. I always had uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs was uh, The Holiday Season by Andy Williams. Mm-hmm. And he has the line in there. I, I believe it's that song where he says, you know, scary ghost stories and blah, 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 blah. That's right. And 
And I, and I thought that was kind of peculiar. And I was like, you know, scary ghost stories at Christmas. And I actually did a little research and found out that that was, you know, in the early days, like you said, around the time of Dickens and, and afterwards, that that was a tradition to sit around and tell ghost stories mm-hmm. during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes all the way. You know, the stuff that I have is, uh, you know, ghost stories going back to, it, it says 1536. Uh, a lot of them come from England, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Dickens wrote, uh, you know, from England, but a, a lot of them were there because of the Tower of London, people being executed there. Uh, it was uh, evidently very popular, uh, you know, and then it kind of dropped out and, you know, Halloween took over, uh, you know, Halloween was always there, but it took over as the big one. But having a haunted Christmas, true, you know, stories about ghosts and things like that was like super popular and uh that was one of the things that that people look forward to and um i i guess there were all kinds of standard ones that people were well familiar with which i'm not gonna you know go into now to, to tonight on the show but i guess you had a lot from north ireland a lot from england you know a lot from uh you know you know european stories and things like that. I had no idea uh, that you know that that was uh, such a big deal. And even in America, you know, people yeah. used to enjoy telling uh, spooky stories. You know, so uh, now, do you know of any uh, common ones, Paul? Like ones that might have been popular. I mean, I know I'm throwing you a curveball on that one, but uh, are there any that you're familiar with that are famous? No, not not a lot uh, of the old ones that I'm familiar with. I mean, I, I carry on that tradition myself at, mm-hmm. uh, at Christmas. I watch the uh, the regular Christmas movies, but my wife and I also watch our fair share of the haunted, you know, scary Christmas movies or Krampus and that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if people are interested, I know there's a book out there. I, I believe it's digital and paperback. It's called Yule. Y-U-L-E, which is the old name, the old uh, pagan name for uh, Christmas or that time mm-hmm. of year. And the book is called Yule, uh, Ancient Ghost Stories from the Ancient Past, I believe that it's called. And there's a lot of old ones in there if people are interested in reading that sort of thing and becoming familiar with some of these stories. Right. Right. I hear you. That, that, that's, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, uh, the one that you talked about, Krampus. Or Grampus, whatever the heck, Krampus. Yeah, that that that's a really that's a really creepy one. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, they have a uh, there, there was a piece of research I did where they they actually have thirty five of the best, uh, you know, uh, creepy movies for the holidays out there on Netflix, which is kind of fascinating with all all the ones that they have. You know, that have to you know that have to do with uh, you know the holiday spirit and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like ghost goblins, uh, all kinds of uh, crazy kinds of things. What about traditional paranormal things, Paul? Uh, you know, like, a, you know, traditional hauntings or people who were seeing ghosts in their home uh, or I, I should, you know, paranormal experiences, poltergeists, you know, things like that. Uh, do you think that um, from what you've seen in the um, in the in the uh, Xmas files here? Uh, do you think those increase also, or do you think they take on a stranger uh, quality to them during this time of the year? Oh, they, they definitely do. People say all the time during the Christmas season that they, uh, you know, they, they detect the smells or the voices or even see their deceased loved ones somewhere, you know, in the home walking through uh, some people that there's a story out there. I believe it's even on the Internet and it's also in the in a book. And the name of the story is called The Christmas Poltergeist. And it was about mm-hmm. a poltergeist that just came in during the Christmas season. And then I guess after that uh, particular season was over with, you know, the, the activity ceased uh, in the home. But yeah, people definitely, uh, it's definitely a time where a lot of people that practice alternative religions, you know, spiritualism or Wicca or some such thing, what, uh, you know, pull out the Ouija boards or, you know, have mm-hmm. seances yes. that connect with their, uh, their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this, this is one of those podcasts I'm going to 
I'm going to sprinkle in uh, personal stories and also give book references of some of the things that I read that I think are great for this topic in this time of year. Sure. But about, about two years ago on Christmas, I got up early in the morning and uh, I went out into the kitchen and where we used to live in uh, a place called Ulster County. You, you've seen the apartment out there. Sure. And it came down the hallway from the bedrooms. There was the doorway that led into the kitchen and I had turned on the kitchen light and I don't know why I, I was just standing there. Um, and I felt this feeling like cobwebs that came up the lower part of my back, the mid part of my back over my shoulders and over the top of my head. Now, a lot of people in the uh, paranormal field say when you, when you get that feeling like you walk through or something like that feeling of cobwebs just comes across your, your, your skin, you're kind of tingling uh, mm-hmm. that it's that it's a mark that you know a spirit is nearby you know you're you're walking through mm-hmm. their energy or they're they're touching you in some way and uh, i always put out an apb on uh, usually around the the 22nd 23rd of christmas i say hey if there's anybody you know family members passed over mother grandmother whoever want to pay me a visit hey i'm open for it you know i'd like to mm-hmm. see the old number but uh, I, I felt that, you know, kind of come out my back over my shoulders, over the top of my head. And the strange thing was I stepped into the kitchen and it wasn't there anymore. And then I reached into the hallway where it was and I felt it going up my arms to my elbows where I was reaching into the hall. Mm-hmm. Then I, I stepped back into the hall and it was all over the front of my body because now I was facing, you know, the wall, you know, into the hallway. And I stepped out of the kitchen. So I was like moving in and out of this, you know, very kind of cobweb, tingly kind of energy. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, you know, was a very interesting experience for me. I don't know uh, who it would have been. But uh, for me, I, I really believe that, that that someone was there. Someone was stopping by to say, hey, you know, uh, we heard you. Merry Christmas. Or we're thinking of you as well. And uh, yeah, it's you hear a lot of stories of, about this kind of thing during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily uh, recommend people uh, whip out Ouija boards and do, uh, you know, things that can get a little too spurious uh, to contact their loved ones. But, you know, as I do, I put out the APB. Hey, I believe, uh, you know, I believe there's a higher power. I believe they can hear me. And if anybody wants to pay me a visit, say hi, let me know you're still kicking around up there. You know, I'm all mm. for it. And and sometimes uh, I, I feel that I've gotten a response like that particular year. I hear you. Uh, it seems to me that uh, from what I've read and what I've seen uh, with people who have these experiences, that uh, many of the people, uh, the entities that they come into contact with, for I'll, I'll say you know, spirits, ghosts, whatever, that's what I'm referring to, something like that. They're also not the people uh, like you described, Paul, like people that you're putting out an all points bulletin saying I'm available, but also perhaps spirits that don't know that they've passed. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. You know, and that these particular days, you know, become uh, days where their presence is, is made known. And, you know, I've often wondered why would that be, you know, would it, would it be that if the spirit doesn't know their past, you know, why, why would they be looking to uh, get in touch with what, you know, with another person right then? I, I have my own speculation with that. I would think that probably the person who is alive and is seeing the spirit is probably uh, thinking about times past, like in, like in the Christmas carol, like, you know, with you in, in reverie or being melancholy, but you know, in a good way, I guess, uh, right. you know, missing family members or whatever, and you become more open in your conscious mind. I think to these things, uh, because I think that consciousness uh, and awareness is, you know, which is the same thing that I'm referring to, um, it becomes more heightened during these very emotionally heightened periods, you know, and when that that pathway maybe is available for that entity to make its presence known to the person kind of seeking it or, or thinking about it, the entity itself may, you know, may not, may not know. 
what its own status is, you know, what, what's happening. And, uh, you know, that can, can make for interesting things, I guess. Does that sound fairly accurate to you, an accurate assumption or an accurate uh, explanation of things, possibly? It does. I, I definitely agree with that. You know, they, they say that um, spirits are drawn to little children because they're, they're much more open. You know, their spiritual mm-hmm. energy hasn't been dulled, you know, by the, the daily tasks of life as we get uh, as, as adults. And so they're, they're much more drawn to, to children. They say they're almost like a beacon or people that have psychic abilities are almost like a beacon of light that, you know, earthbound spirits will seek out and, and look mm-hmm. for help to try to find out what's going on, where they are, what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think during holiday season, as you said, you know, are all of us, you know, any of us that appreciate this time of year and we feel more spiritual, we, we feel, as you said, you know, thinking about times past our loved ones and we do so with joy and a little nostalgia, you know, I, I think it really does expand our consciousness. And I think it makes our spiritual light shine just a little brighter. And, uh, you know, these things may be drawn to us. And this is why some people, like another story I heard, would have, uh, they would see a man in their house every year, just the month of December, and then he would be gone. And uh, they hypothesized that he was an earthbound spirit. And uh, during that time of year, he was looking for his family or tuning into their energy because spirits were high. They were a very religious family. And uh, this is why he manifested during that particular time of year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if if the uh, listeners out there want to have some fun, I know you have some books and things like that for that, that uh, you know, that are very uh, interesting for folks with this. But you can find many, many sites that, you know, have real, you know, I can't say that the stories actually happened, you know, that these events actually happened. I can't verify that. I mean, part of our show is that we, you know, present things for you to, to think about, to entertain them as ideas. And it also presumes that you believe that, the, you know, that there's the possibility for some of these things uh, or all of these things to happen. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, there's lots of uh, stories out there, reportedly true, of the experiences that people have that are along the lines of the things that we're talking about here. Uh, some interesting ones that I saw that are that seem to be um, run along your theme, Paul, are Christmas events where someone will see either a family member or even a stranger in a friendly way that, uh, unbeknownst to them, when they're you know in their room or sitting at a table or someplace in their house uh, during the holidays, they'll get a caress from mm-hmm. uh, a spirit uh, during the time and. Uh, you know, you have some really interesting stories uh, with that. And uh, the other thing is that, you know, it sounds kind of crazy uh, at first glance, but people who have stories uh, about uh, Santa Claus or spirits that look like Santa Claus or, or whatever, and, um, you know, that they claim are real experiences, that they're kind of shocked. That, uh, that they can't quite explain them. I've, I've seen several stories where people would open their bedroom door or come down, like you said, you were in the hallway, that they're coming into the living room, and then they see somebody that looks like a, a Santa, well, somebody that looks like Santa Claus going about some kind of thing. But then the Christmas lights from the tree or whatever is shining through the person's body where they're transparent, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, now people would say, "Oh, come on! You know that? You know, you're kidding me! You, you know, every little kid thinks that they see Santa Claus with full-grown adults." And I'm thinking things like that. I think people are taking it the when you're listening to the story. I think people are taking taking it in the wrong way. I don't think that's a, if it, if those images are accurate. If a person's not sleeping or on a sleep state or you know in some kind of lucid dreaming or something like that that appears to be real. Let's say they are fully aware and they see something like that as a spirit or an entity that you might see another way. I'm thinking that probably is somebody uh, as a family member or, you know, a beloved father or a grandfather or an uncle dressed up as Santa Claus. You know, like uh, parents would do. And, uh, you know, maybe be going about some kind of loving holiday or fun 
you know, I don't know if you've ever dressed up as Santa Claus or you still dress up as Santa Claus. I have several friends who do that. Uh, you know, they dress up as Santa Claus and go to events for kids or, you know, disabled kids or whatever, or something at the church or whatever it is. What do you think about that, Paul? You think that's possible? You mean the uh, the, the Santa Claus sightings uh, where you have, I mean, full grown adults and Jesus, you know, reputable people saying, I, I saw Santa Claus. You know, downstairs or, uh, or blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't think it's Santa Claus. <laughs> right, right. It might be somebody, you know, some spirit that in, in their regular life, like you or I, might dress up as Santa Claus. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, I think a lot of times, you know, when you talk about angels and guardian spirits and, and things of this nature, I think they tend to appear to us in in a way that is familiar or that is not frightening us. And, you know, I think when people see Father Christmas, Santa Claus, uh, that sort of thing, because there are there are definitely a lot of uh, a lot of stories where people said they 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 saw something or someone, you know, dressed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, look like father, you know, walking through their house or helping them out type of thing in a, in a bad situation. And then they disappeared. You know, that's, that's what I think it, it could be a relative. It could be a relative taking on, you know, in spirit, taking on that persona. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of go a little bit more with, you know, the guardian angels, guardian spirits that can, uh, you know, take on these different forms uh, maybe they're coming to us and kind of giving us a nod. And, um, you know, again, I could uh, I, I could tell a personal story, but with all these stories that I have through my life, people start thinking I was uh, smoking crack since, you know, since I was in the crib. <laughs> no, well, tell them, Paul. I mean, you know, it, I, I think the listeners, you know, if you have stories, I, to me, I would think that people want to hear them. Some people are more finely attuned and more aware to these things, you know. <laughs> And, and, and for those who might not know, I mean, I, I do spiritual work for a living. I do angel card readings. I do spiritual uh, mm-hmm. advice, that sort of thing. Uh, and I have since I was a very little kid, since I can remember, uh, I, I could see things and hear things that, that nobody else could, you know, very vivid. And, and I remember them to this day. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm just one of those people that you know, had more of the ability to see a little bit more in tune. But uh, this particular story, and I don't know if I ever told you this one, uh, this one took place in the year 2000, uh, 1999 through, you know, the end of 1999 through the year 2000 was just a a very stressful year for me. And by the time the holidays rolled around, I I just did not care at all. You know, my thing was, I just can't wait wait for it to be over. You know, I'm not in the Christmas it was so ever uh to me it's just like a real drag and it's it's like it's like making me feel worse it's making my anxiety worse you know and my stress you know mm-hmm. with, with, with my own life and uh i remember i went to bed that christmas eve and it, it was kind of tradition to sleep with the bedroom door open with the tree plugged in so you could see the lights mm-hmm. uh you know uh you know, I, I did this, you know, I, I went to bed, but at one point during the night, I I woke up and I had kicked the covers off and I was cold and I went to, you know, reach over and grab the covers and pull them over myself. And no sooner than I had the thought, then suddenly it was like somebody threw the covers over me. And I, you know, I remember laying there, I was wide awake, my eyes open. I was like, what the hell? You know, and I sat up in the bed. And there at the foot of the bed, I, I swear to God and everything I love and declare holy that this is a true story. There was a blue orb. It was maybe about the size of a basketball, maybe a little bit bigger. And in the center of that orb was a face. And that face looked like Father Christmas. It had the long white beard, it had the hat, just in this very glistening kind of sparkling blue orb. And I didn't feel afraid. I didn't feel like, holy geez, what is that? I remember just looking at it and I felt very peaceful at that mm-hmm. moment. And I was looking at it for maybe 12, 15 seconds and it just faded away and it was gone. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting because that, that feeling of peace that I had 
carried over into Christmas Day, and it ended up not being such a bad day after all. I was more in the spirit mm-hmm. of things. You know, my my spirits were lifted. So again, I really think you know this wasn't Santa Claus or Father Christmas, but I think it was some kind of guardian spirit or someone just saying, "Hey, we're, we're you usually really love this time of year, you know, mm-hmm. you know." you're really into your spirituality, you know, we're just coming by to maybe cheer you up. That's the thing that I got out of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it did, it, it definitely did. I've gotcha. That's, that's, that's very interesting to, to, to say the least. Now, what about this book that you were talking about or some of the other uh, things that, uh, that you had, uh, you know, that you felt were important for, or were very interesting for people to know regarding the, Xmas files. Well, that's where uh, we got the title for this episode because there, there's a book called the Xmas files, the letter X dash, you know, Xmas files, complete compendium of Santa sightings and other Christmas mysteries. And this book is, this book is by Ralph betters, B E T T E R S. And it just has a lot of, I, I love this book. I, I want to get a hard copy of it. I have the digital, but it's it's just a great book filled with like UFO sightings at Christmas, ghosts, uh, you know, mysterious kind of ghostly Santa Clauses and that type of thing. Great book if you want to just sit back and read this kind of thing. And if it's your, uh, you know, your bit during the holidays, I found this book really enjoyable. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the truth. I found quite a bunch of that stuff uh, online. Like I was telling you with these stories with sightings, uh, you know, with different kinds of entities. But uh, there's one that I uh, I made a note on called Santa Claus Sightings on Christmas Eve. And this is uh, where it says stories children tell on seeing St. Nick and his reindeer. And some of the people were 18, 19, 20 years old. Oh, Sure. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, you know, you, you hear that at first blush and say, ah, oh, come on. And uh, you've got sightings all over the world. You, they've got sightings in Bristol, England, in the year 2000. And one person had multiple sightings in New York City, 2002, 2004, 2007. Uh, you know, these are things while these people are purportedly uh, wide awake. Uh, here's another person saying they're 13 years old, uh, seeing a white Santa in 1969. Uh, other people uh, recalling things from 1973, 35 years ago, while I was in my late teens. Can you imagine? Bright lights, uh, like you were talking about, this one's like your orb thing. Right, right. A red light beaming down into his window. Things from San Antonio, things from Scotland, up on the roof. Here's even a person who was, uh, you know, uh, he was a parking booth attendant. And he says that he saw Santa Claus in an airport parking lot. So uh, (laughs) it's just very, uh, and I'm not not making fun. It's it's very, very uh, interesting, including an eerie Santa. And I don't mean from Lake Erie, where somebody said, hey, man, this was, you know, kind of wild and then somebody having repeat uh, visitations with santa or seeing from 1980 and then again in 2009 so 29 years later wow yeah crazy stuff now have you ever as uh in your experiences paul have you ever uh seen and and uh not trying to be silly on the show but have you ever seen uh santa claus as an adult uh, just that one time, this was about uh, 20 years ago in the year 2000. So mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I, I was uh, what in my 30s at that time. That was uh, the so orb. Yeah, yeah, that that was, the orb, that, that was yes, that 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 was the only time I ever saw anything like that, and I was in my 30s, completely but honest. Like, but it wasn't like Santa Claus in his red suit or his, with his reindeer or anything else like that. Now, no, no, nothing like no. that. But people do say that they that they've seen it, and the the Xmas Files book has some uh, very interesting, you know, kind of mysterious holiday sightings, and and like you said, even some eerie ones that are kind of bizarre. 
What about the what about uh, UFO sightings in the Xmas files? Yeah, there's there's a lot there where people have seen lights in the sky, and even people who uh, said they saw lights that uh, you know look like it or it could have been Santa's sleigh and that type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I often wonder, and uh, you know. Um, when we when you hear things like this and it's very funny uh you know like when you think of witches and and warlocks and people who you know practice the black arts or something like that they always had something called familiars if i'm not mistaken am i correct with that paul the you know the familiars would be some kind of like a black cat or or some other critter or creature or something that kind of did the bidding or hung around with the with the uh with the witch or warlock, am I, would that would you say that's a pretty accurate definition? I would say so. Yes. Well, my point is that my point is this, uh, and and again, I, I love doing a show like this. I, I kind of I kind of like speculate as we're doing this show. I wonder if the the you know the term familiar also, and you t- kind of touched upon it. It means things that we're familiar with, things that we're comfortable with, things that we can understand. And I know one of the really good scenes that I loved in the movie Contact with Jodie Foster and, you know, which was written, I believe, by Carl Sagan, uh, you know, the famous astrophysicist. And, uh, you know, when she meets her father, remember that scene when she meets her father on the beach? Yes. And uh, she has so many questions, but he tells her, you know, I, I have to present myself to you in this way. So that, you know, that you'll be able to accept and understand. Do you remember how he kind of phrases that? Yeah, I do remember. I'm just, I'm just thinking with uh, when we talk about UFOs or spiritual entities or people or, you know, entities from another dimension that we may be thinking are haunted individuals. But they may be entities like you or I. And maybe the only way to communicate on our level with us sometimes is to use familiars. And in this case, you know, familiars might be things like Santa Claus or spirits or, you know, whatever. That something that a human being can, uh, you know, somebody like us can wrap their brains around to some degree versus what these entities may really be. Yeah, I... I I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, if like if you were if you and I were trying to explain quantum mechanics to a three year old, mm-hmm. you couldn't. But if you said that you had secret powers where you could, you know, be in one place and then materialize in another, which you could do, you know, you could be in two places at the same time, according to quantum mechanics. You know, one object can be in two places at the same time, and I won't get into all of that, but. You know, that would be too hard to explain. It's too hard for me to explain to you. Uh, so mm-hmm. explain to a three-year-old, but it would be easy to say, I'm a magician and can do it, right? I'm a spirit, I can do it. I'm a ghost, I can do it. That anybody could understand. Right. So um, I don't know. And, and, you know, then other things might just be whatever they are. What else, you know, what else is out there with the, um, with the, uh, I'm sorry, Paul. I give a, a a call here. Take your time. <laughs> well, I'll I'll just carry on while you take that yes. call. Yeah, uh, somebody's trying to beep in, but go ahead, Paul. Uh, another thing that ha- that's very popular this time of year that I mentioned earlier were the uh, the sightings of angels, people uh, seeing radiant beings, sometimes uh, in the room with them or next to the bed of a. Uh, sick and dying loved one and then that you know person who is sick recovers uh getting help from a stranger much like the santa claus uh they're there one minute gone the next so Mm -hmm. there's really a lot of stories about angelic visitation and intervention during the holiday season especially christmas and Mm -hmm. uh you know this this is something that that's really uh, really huge, and a lot of people this time of year really get into 
sing the guardian angel prayer, lighting prayers, and you know, yeah. kind of invoking yeah. or asking the, their angels to to be with them, you know, every day, and 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 you know that sort of thing. And uh, again, you know, I, I'd like to uh, reference a couple books if this is something that you're interested in. There's two of them by the late great Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who uh, I had on the podcast probably about a year ago, talking about angels. And this is one of my favorite books before I ever spoke to her. And this is one of the reasons I wanted her on the show. But this is a book that Rosemary Ellen Guiley is called Christmas Angels, True Stories of Hope and Healing. And it's only available right now on uh, on Kindle edition. I used to have a hardcover copy of it, but I, I gave it to a friend who never gave it back. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's a great book. And I, I really try to read that book every year because I, I just think the stories that she collected and, and put in this book really caught the spirit of Christmas and the spirit of those angelic encounters and mysterious helpers during the the holiday season. And there's another one that you can get in paperback on Amazon called I Bring You Glad Tidings. And this is mm. a true stories of Christmas angels. But uh, two two really great books that that I think really capture, you know, that uh, the spirit of those angelic encounters. And like you said, you know, the more you kind of uh, read those kind of things and open yourself up to it and say, gee, you know, I believe, you know, it happened to these people. I believe it could happen to me. Uh, the more mm-hmm. apt you are, you know, I, I feel to have your own angelic encounter during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, that's a that's a fascinating uh, that's a fascinating pile of information out there for folks on the X files uh, or the Xmas files and the holiday season. You know, that's uh, there's an awful lot to unpack here. Uh, there's an awful lot to open yourself up to. Uh, I think. And uh, it's just fun. I think it would be nice to start a tradition um, of telling, uh, which I've never done other than Scrooge, of getting into some um, Christmas ghost stories like the, you know, like the Victorian ones or something like that. That would be rather fascinating and beautiful. That would be fun to do. That would. That definitely would. Yeah. And it would be reenacting things from our own history, our own culture. You know? Uh, that that would be very nice. And again, I was very fascinated by that. So, what do you think, Paul? Uh, do you have any uh, Do you have any closing thoughts on uh, the Xmas files? Anything else that you wanted to go over on this show? I know we'll probably do quite a bit more between now and Christmas and New Year's. Oh, certainly. I, I just want to tell people, you know, this is a fascinating time of year, and and everybody does. Anybody who has an ounce of spirituality. They, they think about these things, you know, spirits and angels and God and the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a lot of people say, gee, you know, I, I wish I could, uh, you know, see something that would kind of substantiate for me that somebody's looking out for me, that there's life after death or that my loved ones are thinking about me still near. And I, I always say it's, it's very possible. Some people are a little bit, uh, they kind of want to experience something like that, but they're also kind of afraid, you know, mm-hmm. gee, I'd like to see my dear, dearly departed mother, but what would I do if I woke up in the middle of the night and there she is in the room with me, or, you know, I turn the corner and there she is standing by the Christmas tree you know, on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve night, you know? Um, but I just say that the whole thing for me, it's, it's just having that love and expectation that, that the universe and God and, what we call the the realm of the spirit is so much bigger and wonderful and closer than we even think it is. And mm-hmm. if you just have that open mind and that open heart, you know, anything really is possible. And, and if you do have these encounters, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm not like some super brave guy when it comes to seeing ghosts, though I've seen my fair sh- But when I've seen the good ones, the thing like the orb or the angel or the, the staticky energy in the hallway, there mm-hmm. comes with it that feeling of just peace and and love. You know, it's not like it, it's almost like it induces that in you. It's not something that invokes that 
fight or flight. Like, what the hell is that? I better get out of here. You know, mm-hmm. you just know that it's benign. You just know that it's there to, you know, bless you in some way. And, uh, you know, you're not frightened at all. And mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of people say that, uh, and would agree with that when they talk about having their own Xmas file, uh, experiences. So stay mm-hmm. in love, keep an open heart and, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't be scary because I don't think that, that they want us, they don't want to frighten us with these things. I'll tell you the truth. I think there's, um, I think there's an e- the, the easiest way, and people always overlook it, how to become. If well, I don't know if you're ever going to see ghosts or have see UFOs or any of that other kind of stuff or the spirit of your mom or dad, but I can tell you, uh, uh, to me, what I think is the starting point. And I just saw something the other day that made me feel so good because it just validates how I feel where uh, scientists are saying they, they believe now that the universe has a consciousness, you know, that oh, yeah. the universe itself has a consciousness. And I've been saying this for decades and decades. I've been saying, you know, what we call God or what we call so many by the names of so many things or science is calling a consciousness. We may be all talking about the same identical thing. And depending upon our openness or our ability or our level of development or whatever, uh, some of us may be uh, may experience that on a regular basis and other people never do and have all these crises of faith or, um, you know, all these kinds of they have to use, um, you know, drugs or some other kinds of life experience or some forms of meditation or whatever it is to get into these spiritual realms. I have to tell you, and now you notice I never talk about, uh, I, I, I don't have this experiences that you do. I don't purport to have them. I do have some uh, psychic um, abilities that are very clear, and I've had people who are very knowledgeable in that field, and also people who are scientists, and, you know, that would agree that, they, you know, that I have some of those things. But they're basically, you know, the little video vignettes or blowing out the electricity, if you know, with, with different things, you know, a few other small things. But one thing that kind of ties into what you were saying, Paul, um, you know, uh, about being open to all these things. And I've mentioned this to you a million times. I never get in here and uh, in, in try and, uh, you know, talk about anything that can't also have kind of a scientific side to it. Right. Know? Uh, I, I think the spirit side and the, the science side are many times the just opposite sides of the same coin. It's just a, just a different facet of them. But here's my point, and I was going a long way around the barn. I've told you a million times, I, I could do it two seconds from now. I can talk to, to God, whatever you want to call it, the Holy Spirit, whatever the power you've got. I, I do that all day long. I can do that anytime I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure a billion other people can do the same thing. I'm not hallucinating. I'm not making it up. I don't do that for attention. Uh, I'm not talking in tongues, preaching at a church, or telling you what God is telling me for you. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say to you? And I'm saying that I'm a psychologist. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to debate it with anybody. Uh, you can give me all the psychological tests you want. You're never going to find that I'm, I will gladly take a lie detector test. Uh, I'm not sick to the best of my knowledge where I'm you know, trying to cling on to some uh, magical belief system or anything else like that. It's a fact for me, like breathing is a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not based on something of uh, a need for mysticism. Uh, there's no hocus pocus to it. I don't have to sit um, in a lotus position and do deep breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm being very, for me, and it may be different. Like you have to, you're some of your very lovely Muslim friends that um, the wonderful guy um, who has that little lovely site, he makes up all the songs and everything else like that. Your, uh, your buddy there. He's such a sweet oh, man. As if. Yes. As if. Uh, but uh, my point being, it's, I, I, different religions, you know, or different philosophies or, or different um, lifestyles have different ways of achieving that. You know, mine is through Christianity. It's through pretty much uh, very simple, straightforward, orthodox stuff right out of the New Testament. You know, if you sit there and ask to 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 receive this 
stuff, it, it, it's right there for you. I don't know whether Paul agrees or some of you agree or listening to it. many of you others will say, hey, Stan, that's a genie that's in your head. You're making it up. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not. And I, I you know, I, I wish you could experience it. So I think that's a good starting point to to sit there and just totally relax. Don't make something that is so very simple and straightforward that all you have to do is just ask for it. <laughs> and have an open mind will come to you. And then, I, some, I, of, I, then some of these other doors, I think, may open as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree. And I, I agree with you as well that, you know, for me and the experiences that I've had, um, I have no problem, you know, going in and laying on a psychiatrist's couch, taking a lie detector test. Take it uh, tomorrow. Shoot me up with, yeah. You know, what is what is the truth serum uh, sodium pentothal shoot me yeah, up with sure. that question. you know whatever you got to do we, i you know i i'm not gonna you know oh no i'm not gonna do that because you know I, i'm confident in what i saw you know what i believe yeah and uh, you know I, i'm with buddha you know that our our subjective personal experiences uh you know kind of prove to us what our truth is or what the truth is mm. and yeah. uh, just just to leave off, you know, when you're talking about the universe having a consciousness, again, this this is something that uh, mystics and and metaphysicians uh, have said for years that God is not a man with a crown on his head and a long white beard sitting on a golden throne. God is spirit. God is infinite mind. God is infinite thought, and he it is continually creating. It is all wisdom, all intelligence, and you know. God permeates everything that he creates, you know, so there we have energy and particles and waves and all that, you know, down to the quantum level. And, you know, that's the God I believe in, you know, it's to me, it's personal. Some metaphysicians will say, no, well, God is not personal, you know, and I think that's, I think that's a little bit of a uh, kind of an oxymoron because how can something be love personified, all intelligence, all wisdom, conscience of itself, but not be personal. <laughs> yeah, now see, I don't have any of the angel experiences that you have or any of those kinds of things. None. Zero. Zip. But uh, the other, uh, you know, the, the the kind of Trinity thing, absolutely. Just boom. It's just, it's, you know, and it's like a familiar. It's like... Everything that's presented to me is presented to me in a way of familiarity, a way of comfort. Uh, you know, uh, it's I can have a conversation on anything, uh, and it, it's like a mind reading, mm -hmm. or telepathy. And I'm sure it's very similar for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's uh, people don't get it. Way, you know, it, you, you know, that's the way. That the mystics and, and metaphysicians say that God talks to us through our thoughts. God is yeah, infinite spirit, right. infinite mind. Yeah. You know, he, so He speaks to us mind to mind or spirit to spirit. We yeah. and we are not separate from God as we yeah. look at it from our point. We we are one with all creation is because it is a creation, a thought, an emanation of God, a reflection of the divine. Yeah, and I'll tell you the truth. Uh, I, I like I I. When anybody listens to me regarding that, and I don't get into a big deal with them, I'll say, you know, pretty much what I said on the show. I said, you know, you have to try and find your own way. So the only advice that I'll give you is that use the KISS principle. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Uh, I'm always reminded of a beautiful line in, um, in the wonderful play, and they made it into a movie, Inherit the Wind. Where Spencer Tracy in the movie, oh my goodness, what isn't he wonderful? And he's supposed to be this, you know, atheist and agnostic, and he's talking to, a, you know, a kind of a crazy fundamental person, you know, at this this point in time, and and he tells me, he says, you know, you're looking for God, way too high, you know, you're looking for a way way too high. I think he's down right down here, and that's, I guess, what I'm saying. With these, right. things, uh, with the, you know, it's stop looking. Don't. Here's a case where you don't want to watch the skies. It's all. It's it's like when you stepped into the hallway and it's all the way around you, 
or when people seem to, you know, when they have these um, these near death experiences, you know, they, uh, you know, are, are traveling to this all knowing, comfortable place that, you know, it's it's right there. It's right there. The portal's right there, man. You know, it isn't yeah. a million miles away. It's, it's a, you know. Oh, I was going to say, those who practice metaphysics have a, a great affirmation that they make. And, and it says, uh, right where I am, God is. And when they say that, uh, what they're basically saying is that God is within them, one with them. He's all around them. He's in the fibers of the carpet, the corners of the room, the entirety of the room, under the bed, the grass outside, the trees, the leaves, you know, he's everywhere. So right where I am, the presence of God is no matter where I go, no matter what I do, you know, he is there with me. Well, there you go. That's a wonderful way, I think, for us to end the show, wouldn't you think? We're right at that about that one hour mark. I think so. I, I, so we've gone from people seeing Santa Claus to the to the great metaphysicians and and uh, seeing God or seeing angels or a good spirit. Hey, it's uh, it, there's worse things we could be doing, right? You know, I think that's what makes a great podcast is when you you have a topic, but if you you also get off on those little sidebars that that are very interesting. It's it's interesting to me. So it I, is, I, and and. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I'm so I'm so sorry. I was just going to say when 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 things like this happen, I always say there, there's somebody out there that needs to hear exactly what we're talking about Absolutely. right now, but it's, it's going to help them or change their life in some way. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree, and you know, for me, it always makes me feel better when I do that. Uh, I, I like doing that. I like being authentic and comfortable enough to reveal who I really am. Hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm, uh, you know, a highly trained psychologist, like many of my friends are highly trained nurses or teachers or whatever it is that they do, uh, you know. But that doesn't mean uh, that these elements of my life I just toss away and say, "Ah, oh, that's hogwash," because it's not. It's not because I want it to be that way. It is because it is that way, and that's a nice holiday message, you know. Uh, you know, for, for all these particular things, if you're having some of these experiences and they are real, whether people believe them or not, as long as you know that they're real, <laughs> that's the important thing. Sure. So with that, uh, I'm going to say uh, it's a wrap for me on the show. Is there anything that you want to close up with, Paul? I'll just give my contact information. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com or catch my other show, The Spirit Side, which is now in season two. I have two episodes. One is, are there fallen angels among us? And episode two comes tomorrow, which is uh, visions of heaven, hell, and the afterlife. And people are really liking season two. I'm bringing a little bit of a different element some of the episodes and people are just saying it's really really cool they really like it so check it out you know drop me a line tell me what you think that's wonderful and uh, if you want to listen to my other broadcast uh, that is doing wonderful it's called Just Thinking with Stan Wangland and we've had a great week this week some really fascinating shows as a matter of fact a very funny show uh, earlier in the week just a couple days ago was Mr. Rogers Wonderful or creepy. <laughs> so we've had a great, uh, a great time, a lot of fun stuff. And today's show, for example, was uh, one called uh, uh, "Holiday uh, Things That uh, Holiday Season No Nos," and it's a very funny show on a whole compendium of things that you don't want to do on the holidays, so that you spoil them. Uh, so, uh, you know, check an eye out for that. And, um, just thinking just, I think I just completed my 250th show. (laughs) Yeah, for real 250 shows. And I'm sure I've got about uh, 20,000 more in me and, uh, you get a chance to, you can go through a lot of wonderful shows. Paul's on some of those shows and, uh, we've got quite a number of shows on the people under the stairs. So, um, we thank you for, uh, you know, tuning in. And spending an hour with Paul and I, and uh, we'll be back, you know, before the week is out with something new. 
or maybe something old. Who knows, right? You never know. That's it. So until next time, you stay safe out there and God bless and may all things be great in your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wanglund. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.